Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 29th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. You created the day and the night, O God. You set the sun and the moon in their places. You set the limits of the earth. You made summer and winter. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Merciful God, we give thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you offer the forgiveness of sin and wash us clean from all evil. By the power of your Holy Spirit, renew our lives and make us worthy to enter into your eternal sanctuary. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our reading for today, our, our readings for today are Psalms 143 and 147, verses 12 through 20, 2 Samuel 4, 1 through 12, Acts 16, 25 through 40, and Mark 7, 1 through 23. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness. Answer me in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing my life to the ground, making me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I think about all your deeds. I meditate on the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Selah. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning, for in you I put my trust. Teach me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Save me, O Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your steadfast love, cut off my enemies and destroy all my adversaries, for I am your servant. Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For God strengthens the bars of your gates. God blesses your children within you. God grants peace within your borders. God fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool. God scatters frost like ashes. God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? God sends out God's word and melts them. God makes God's winds blow and the waters flow. God declares God's word to Jacob. God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. Praise the Lord. 
Oops. Second Samuel 4, 1 through 12. When Saul's son Ishbaal heard that Abner had died at Hebron, his courage failed and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two captains of raiding bands. The name of one was Baana, and the name of the other Rahab. They were sons of Rimmon, a Benjaminite from Beeroth, for Beeroth is considered to belong to Benjamin. Now the people of Beeroth had fled to Gidim and were there as resident aliens to this day. Saul's son Jonathan had a son who was crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, and in her haste to flee it happened that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Now the sons of Rimon, the Beerothite, Rehab, and Baanah set out, and about the heat of the day they came to the house of Ishbaal while he was taking his noonday rest. They came inside the house as though to take wheat, and they struck him in the stomach. Then Rehab and his brother Baanah escaped. Now they had come into the house while he was lying in his couch in his bedchamber. They attacked him, killed him, and beheaded him. Then they took his head and traveled by way of the Arabah all night long. They brought the head of Ishbaal to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here's the head of Ishbaal, son of Saul, your enemy who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord, the king, this day on Saul and on his offspring. David answered Rechab and his brother Bana, the sons of Rimon the Beerothite. As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life out of every adversity. When the one who told me, see, Saul is dead, thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and killed him at Ziklag. This was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more then, the wicked men who have killed a righteous man in his bed, in his own house. And now shall I not require his blood at your hand and destroy you from the earth? So David commanded the young men, and they killed them, and they cut off their hands and feet and hung their bodies beside the pool at Hebron. But the head of Ishbaal they took and they buried in the tomb of Abner at Hebron. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 40. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. When morning came, the magistrate sent the police, saying, Let those men go. 
And the jailer reported this message to Paul, saying, The magistrate sent word to let you go, therefore come out now and go in peace. But Paul replied, No, they have beaten us in public, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens, and they have thrown us into prison, and now are they going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come and take us out themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's home, and when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters there, they departed. And from Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother. And whoever speaks ill of or evil of father or mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me is korban, that is, an offering to God. Then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then do you also fail to understand? Did you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not through the heart but the stomach and goes out into the sewer? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, It is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. So, our readings for today. So let's start with 2 Samuel. We get really, (laughs) the beginning of 2 Samuel is very sort of like Game of Thrones. And David is just trying to keep things under control and it's just not working, right? So 
there has been this peaceful envoy from Abner who has come to him to to get the throne of Israel under his um, of under his kingship. Right. This was all going to be peaceful. But then one of his own generals, Joab, has killed Abner in cold blood, and he has uh, punished them. Now we have Ishbaal, who is the current king. He's the son of Saul, the current king of Israel, excuse me, the northern country. He hears that Abner has been killed, and he is panicked. So these other guys, uh, what, is their, what are their names? Because it's, it, it mentions their names multiple times, which is really interesting. Um, so it is Rechab and um, Rimon, uh, ben- Benjaminites from Biroth. All right. So they take it upon themselves. They say, okay, we need to get on the side of this new king. And so we're going to kill off um, Ishbaal. And we're going to bring his head to David. And David will be super excited because now his political enemy is dead. So they do it. They sneak in in the middle of the day while he's taking a nap. And they killed him in his own house, in his own bed, while he's taking a little siesta, right? And they cut off his head and bring it to David. And they say, look, we've done this great thing for you. And David is just overwhelmed. He says, are you kidding me here? You know what? When, when the guy came to tell me that Saul, the anointed one, was dead, I had him killed because he took on, at Saul's request, he killed Saul, the anointed one of God. So now you guys who go and kill this guy, not at his request, but because you think that it's going to do you political good, kill this son of Saul, this rightful king of Israel, you think I'm going to say, well done, good and faithful servants? No, I am not. He cuts off their hands and their feet and hangs them on a wall. Again, this is a highly disgraceful thing to do with a body. And he takes the head of Ishbaal, again, who is his political enemy. He takes him and gives it a... um, proper burial in the tomb of of Abner. David is just trying to get things under control, and the people around him are operating kind of the way that kingdoms worked at this time. It was all about political intrigue. It was all about literal backstabbing. It was all about all of these things, and David is really, really, really trying to make it not about that. This is deeply troubling, I think, for David. Um, he, he's got some, I think, maybe some PTSD, all sorts of things after all of this, this ordeal. It's, it's challenging. It's very challenging. Um, then we have from Acts. So Paul and Silas have been put into prison, and they are singing. <laughs> They're praying and they are singing hymns to God and all the people are listening. Imagine what that would be like if you're in this prison. You've been put here and prisons then were not nice places. Not the prison's a particularly nice place anywhere, but these are really, really, really bad. They're in the very center. They're in this sort of dungeon. Imagine sort of like a medieval dungeon and they're singing. There is this earthquake and all of their chains fall off and all the doors open up and the 
the guard sees that this has happened, has probably heard about these people of the way and how they're miraculously um, escaped from from uh, prisons. And so he's going to kill himself because that's what's going to happen when his uh, the authorities find out that he let prisoners escape. But Paul stops him and says, no, 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 don't kill yourself because we're alive. He brings them outside and says, the first question is, what do I need to be saved? In other words, how can I have this thing that you have? You're in the middle of a prison and you're singing hymns. You're praying with joy. Your God saves you with a miraculous earthquake and your chains fall off and you don't run away. You actually take the time to save me. Like, what do you have that, because I need it. And they tell him about Jesus and his whole family becomes believers and they're baptized that very night. Then kind of good news comes. The authorities say, yeah, we're, we're not going to press charges on these guys. Go ahead and let them go. And the guard comes back to Paul and Silas and says, good news, everybody, right? You get to go free. And Paul and Silas said, no, no, we're not playing that game because we're Roman citizens. We have rights. And they just beat us, threw us into a prison, and now they want us to go quietly? No, that's not, that's not how things are going to happen. They're going to come to us, and they're going to apologize to us, and they're going to escort us out of the city and, and make a big scene because this is something that they did that was wrong. And so that's what the authorities do. They come and get Paul and Silas, and they escort them out of the city and allow them to leave peaceably. Um, this is probably because there was this mob that was trying to kill them. So they go out with protection. They go out um, with sort of the dignity that they that they deserve. Um, then we have from Mark uh, a, a longer thing from Mark. The Pharisees are again on the case cases of Jesus' disciples saying that, oh, they're eating with unclean hands. They didn't wash their hands beforehand. You know, they're not following all the rules. And Jesus says, it's not about rules. It's not what you put in your mouth. It's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. And he explains it later. And he says, you know, it's not about the things that you eat. Because the things that you eat pass through your digestive system, and then they go away, right? Not to be gross, but that's just what happens. But the things that come out of your mouth, those are the things that come out of your heart, your deep most, your, your very soul, your very being. These are things like licentiousness and evil and greed and fornication, and I list all of these different things. Those things are what make you unclean. And he has some very strong words for the Pharisees about their traditions and how their traditions in holding up these, this is the way that we do things. We've always done things just like this. And we, you know, we, we, um, we do all these things, right? And yet in doing those things, they're actually ignoring what the law says. They actually are ignoring what God wants them to do. So his example is that the law says that you should honor your father and mother, right? And you shouldn't say anything bad about your father or mother. And yet your tradition says this, that somebody could offer their property and all of their wealth to the church, 
to the, the synagogue, to the temple, and say anything that I would have owed to you, parents, is korban. It's, um, it's now given for the glory of God, which very much benefits the religious authority of the day. And the religious authorities of the day say, that's great. We're very happy that you've given us all this stuff. And yeah, don't worry about your parents. They're fine. So he's saying you're holding your traditions above the law of the living God. There's a problem there. You do all sorts of things like this. You hold up traditions instead of holding up the living God. The prophets would point out these things all the time, that they would spend all their time you know, the people would spend all their time, especially the political and the religious elite, and they would make big shows of their worship and they would gather together in these great things. They would tear their clothes and blah, 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 and all these sorts of things. And while they're going to worship, they would step over people who are poor and destitute. And they wouldn't help them because that's not a big show of your religious work. Maybe that says something to us in our the way that we are religious, the way that we live out our faith. Do we do things because of tradition? Do we do things because it is the way that we are Presbyterians or the way that we are American Christians that actually goes against the gospel? I think there are, right? And as rooting those things out and lifting up them up to the light and Repenting of those things, that's part of our work as the people of God. To not be swayed by our traditions, but to be rooted deeply in the faith of Jesus Christ. Because it's not about what we do, it's about what God has already done through Jesus Christ. That's it. All right, let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We rejoice in your generous goodness, O God, and celebrate your lavish gifts to us this day, for you have shown your love in giving Jesus Christ for the salvation of the world. Especially we thank you for the faith, life, and worship of the church. The sky above us and the water around us. People who have helped us this day. Occasions for our work to help others. Surprises that have blessed us. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We continue to give thanks for the blessing of Vacation Bible School and the continuing work um, proclaiming the gospel to children and to volunteers. We pray that you continue to give us energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. Gracious God, we know you are close to all in need, and by our prayers for others, we come closer to you. We are bold to claim for others your promise of new life in Jesus Christ as we claim them for ourselves. Especially we pray for the Roman Catholic Church. the victims of violence or warfare, 
those who are hungry and thirsty. Those who share what they have with others. The healing of those who are sick. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister, who lost her husband, Jim, last week. A silent prayer for a friend who is facing medical issues. Nick, who has a knee replacement coming up. For Barbara, who has medical procedures coming up. For Sandra, a friend of the Prices, whose husband fell and hit his head and died as a result. For Ernie, who is having knee replacement surgery. For Sandra, who submitted an online prayer request and her family. For Marianne, a friend of Bill's. For Debbie and David. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's. For Margaret. For Robin. For all the many who are on our hearts and our minds. Great God, you are one God, and you bring together what is scattered and mend what is broken. Unite us with the scattered peoples of the earth, that we may be one family of your children. Bind up all our wounds and heal us in spirit, that we may be renewed as disciples of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the God of peace sanctify us entirely and may our spirits and souls and bodies be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.